0: You are listening to a brand new podcast here on Open Lines Radio, Shit I Got to Say with Lisa O. Follow Lisa on Instagram at Shit I Got to Say. Follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio. Be sure to check out Open Lines Radio online at www.openlinesradio.com. And go check out this podcast. This podcast is actually um, a podcast that she's been doing for quite a while. We're going to start... rebroadcasting some of her older podcasts starting with episode one Um, but you can go you can skip ahead and listen to all of them I think there are 30 something of them Um, go to YouTube and search for shit I got to say with Lisa O," and you will find her channel and you can listen to all of them there or you can listen here once a week right here on open lines radio but be sure to do that be sure to uh, follow everybody and um, most of all
1: enjoy Do you know what it's like to fall on the floor? Cry your guts out till you got no more. Hey man, now you're really living. Have you ever made love to a beautiful girl? Made you feel like it's not such a bad thing. Someone that you're never gonna get to touch Hey man Now you're really living Have you ever sat down In the fresh cut grass And thought about
2: Hey,
0: my name is Lisa O. O is like the first initial of my maiden name, which was Oshesky, which you can't spell and nobody can say. So growing up, I was Lisa O. And then I met my future dead husband, Craig, whose last name was Mansfield. And we were married for 18 years, and it was pretty good. But anyways, I'll talk about that later. So today, tonight is my first podcast. I was going to do it tomorrow, but I was so anxious. I had to rip this band-aid off. So I asked my friends to ask me some honest questions so that I could answer on here. And, uh, one of the questions that I think I'll start off with is like, why am I doing this podcast? Truthfully, let me take a drink of my water. I'm lonely as shit. And, uh, since my husband, late husband, Craig died three and a half years ago, um, he was my best friend. And we talked about everything and now I don't really have anybody to talk to. I can talk about bits and pieces, you know, share a story here and there with people at work. But when it comes to parenting and stuff or money or family issues outside of my kids or my mental health or Fucking Donald Trump. (laughs) He's not there to talk to. So, enough about Craig, because that's a whole other chapter. But that's how I became, how I went from Lisa O to Lisa Mansfield. But out of the respect of my in laws, former in laws, I am going by O a little nod to my grandparents uh, because we're the only Osheskis my bloodline that are left in Canada. So anyways, that's why I started to do the podcast was because I was lonely and I have lots to say. I find myself just thinking and thinking and thinking to myself. I got shit to say and I get angry when I think it. So the I'm going to talk about this first. The goal of my podcast is to eventually have speakers come on. um, Occasionally talk about human services, um, arts and music and food, specifically in the Niagara region. Uh, What else? Who cares? Anyways, there'll be speakers coming on. I have already... um, my friend and former midwife Jennifer Meridian. She uh, was a member of the Green Party in St. Catharines and she writes for the St. Catharines standard and she does a lot in the community for um, people who have Down syndrome or developmental disabilities in general and she's a runner. She's a little bit revolting because she's so friggin nice and talented and I don't know perfect then I have my friend Rachel we're gonna call her Rachel Jane she lives in Kensington Market in Toronto travels all over the world she's a nomad and she teaches people um, she teaches people how to do circus tricks her whole family um, this wicked family that I know from Toronto they're awesome I don't know if I'm allowed to say their last name (laughs) yet But uh, they sent their kids to circus camp and everybody friggin juggles and does trapeze crap and they do lots for charity. And Rachel was uh, way up north somewhere doing trapeze tricks and handstands. No, handstands in front of the Northern Lights. It's pretty cool. Anyway, she's going to come down and talk. I really like her for a long time. We share the love of Kensington. Her grandfather... Uh, owned a store in Kensington Market when it was Jewish I'm gonna say the name Harry David um, anyways yeah super cool family proud to know them it's windy out chimes are going but I'm smoking inside so not cigarettes vape um, then my friend. I'm just gonna say Shelly W because I don't know if I have her permission to use her full name She's, she works at Hospice Niagara and I worked with her at, uh, at the March of Dimes uh, Employment Services. And uh, she's a wicked advocate and just a great human. Um, I've known this guy off and on, I think like since I was 20. <laughs> His name is Marenko. I don't even know your last name, Marenko, but uh, he's a DJ and he's quite popular and famous in St. Catharines, but Marenko and I go way, way back, but I'll share those stories for when I book Marenko and uh, that's about it for now. I have some other people, but you know, let's not talk about that now. Um, some of the things I also want to talk about is uh, being a single parent. Sucks. Shit. Um, yeah, it does. Okay, so anyways, I asked my friends to ask me some questions to get me rolling on here. An in introduction. Alright, so I already told you why I'm doing a podcast. No, I didn't. I told you part of it. The other part of why I'm doing a podcast is because I'm funny. And I used to be really hyper and crazy and I Somebody asked me one of the questions, so I'm kind of tying these two questions together, if you will. Somebody asked me what were my goals. Well, I didn't have goals because we were never (laughs) nurtured. Um, But as I got older, like growing up, I always watched Gilda Radner and John Belushi with awe and inspiration. And... um, I wanted to be like them and Chris Farley like holy shit it's not very attractive for a 24 year old woman to act like Chris Farley but I was compared to him (laughs) I wasn't that overweight (laughs) or that crazy well mm, I was pretty crazy but not the same way he was Um, anyways wanted to do sketch comedy wanted to sing Um, didn't want to do stand-up but that's it and then I wanted to work in developmental services but that's another story somebody asked me blah 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 how I got into the field I'm into but that's another story another day okay back to where I was going Ugh, I forget what I was saying so I forget what I was saying so I'm gonna move on to the next question Oh, it was about podcasts. yeah that's about it comedy love comedy good at storytelling that's right I'm really good at storytelling I love talking and I'm disgusting and descriptive and I can catch an audience's attention I do in the lunchroom I've done it in the library and I do it at parties well, I used to now I hide in the corner and tell, tell stories in the corner <laughs> okay let's see I'm also gonna okay one of the big questions one of the things that's gonna come up a lot because of who I am is questions about mental illness that beautiful majestical thing oh frick no we got to go back I just remembered one more thing before we go into mental illness another reason why I'm doing the pod I podcast sorry (laughs) I've had a couple shots of Schliebelwitz because I was nervous, am nervous. I had something called uh, broken heart syndrome on January 8th and I uh, like nearly died. It was really scary and um, so this ties into the next question. Okay, so I had this thing called broken heart syndrome and for the first like two weeks they were calling it a heart attack and uh it, whatever. It was really scary and uh it was like very serious. I almost went like to Hamilton and I, I thought I was gonna die <laughs> and I was worried about who was gonna be the parent, like who's gonna take care of my kids when if I died Um, but I didn't think I was gonna die I just was thinking what the fuck am I gonna do if I die what am I gonna do what are they gonna do Um, but then I uh, it was really painful and I'm gonna go through this quickly painful 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 and then, uh, whatever, the paramedics were trying to keep me awake, and they asked me to start talking about my late husband to keep me awake. Um, I wanted to go to sleep because when I closed my eyes, I could see Craig. But I, I'm i glad I didn't. Um, <clears throat> they stuffed me with nitro, and I don't know lots of other stuff. And, uh, I started to feel better and then whatever the worst part of it was probably the, no, the heart attack was horrible. I'm going to call it a heart attack. Cause even though it wasn't caused by cholesterol or blockage or any of that, um, I was on the floor and I couldn't talk and I was vomiting and I was sweating. Uh, it was really bad. And I was in the hospital for a couple of days and then I was like, bed for a couple weeks, but I'm better now. I go to cardio rehab at least one or two times a week, and uh, whatever, I'm really healthy. Yay. Um, I'm glad I didn't die. It's weird. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. Um, okay, so my friends, they want to know, things about my mental illness first of all I'm gonna tell you this first time I realized I was mentally ill fucking paranoid was probably I think I was oh that's right that's right I was going to Europe the second time I was moving to Greece and I did mushrooms with a former friend of mine we'll call her smacky and uh, we took mushrooms, and we bike ride. We went bike riding along in uh, the Niagara Parkway. It was wicked, awesome. And then oh, I forget. We were in St. Catharines by the stupid Bighorn Bridge. I hate that bridge now, but whatever. We were there at some point, and like I realized that I could hear negative self talk, and it was constant. And then I realized that it was like, cause of my, my dear dad, my sweet papi. And I have code names for my parents. Um, m- my mother's name is gonna be Zora, because in Belgrade, Serbia, she has a cousin named Zora. And Zora's like really abrupt and like tough, and she wears no bra and like, Short hair and squinty eyes, and has a cigarette hanging like in her mouth or in her fingers, just hanging there on a farm with kind of yelling, um, kind of cave womanish, not really, but rough around the edges. And my former father, his name is gonna be Paco. I just decided Paco because it's the furthest thing from his real name. My brother's name was Adam, Adam Michael. I'm gonna say his last name, Adam Michael Oshesky. Shout out to my brother. <sighs> okay, so anxiety, blah, blah, blah. People wanna know about my mental illness. Uh, one of the questions was, okay, yeah, so back to mushrooms, realized I was mentally ill, realized I heard negative voices, started dating Craig, trusted Craig was complaining that we weren't spending enough time together he wasn't doing enough with me and then he'd say yes I am we did this we did that and then I trusted him and I realized I was a fucked up asshole and well not an asshole but I passively talked about dying all the time and uh like oh I wish I could get hit by a truck right now or lots of those things Craig thought that he might have to leave me, and I thought about going to the Queen Street mental health clinic because, I don't know, because I was young and confused. 24, 25? Anyways, medication came. That stapled me out and helped me a lot. I was like, this is what I'm gonna say medication does for mental illness, and honestly, Any of you people that are my friends that are listening, if you have a mental illness and you stop taking your meds, that's not very smart. Like, it fucks your brain up. it, It screws your hormones, your serotonin, like everything you can go through withdrawal. Like, it's really serious. Just stay on your meds or find another med that works because for me, it was like a colander. Taught me what I, helped me focus on what I should worry about and what I should let go. It's never enough though. Um, another one of my friends asked me, um, she asked me, my friend Jen, I met Jen at Victoria Park cafeteria in Niagara Falls when I was 15 and she went to AM Meyer and we had to wear gauchos. It was horrible. Somebody put number one in ketchup on my ass and I had to tuck my shirt in so everybody could see it. It was really funny. Anyways, my friend Jen, she asked me if I thought um, mental illness and um, she thought that mental illness and creativity are often linked and she wanted to know if I thought it helped or does it hinder? And this is my opinion. In my opinion, in my experience, when I've been mentally ill, I don't feel like doing much. I'm depressed. I'm fucking low. But when I was mentally ill and doing drugs, I was like, I was like fucking Van Gogh. (laughs) It was like, we would stay up. I only did coke like probably not only many times but it's because my husband used to be addicted and then he wasn't when we got married he wasn't and then um, the only weed dealer we knew in Toronto also would deliver coke so that was fucking bad so anyways le cocaine would keep us up and we would make really wicked concrete pottery and not pottery, we would make concrete art, stained glass in it, windows. Um, Yeah, we would listen to music and paint, cutting glass, um, solder. Craig used to do wax art before he met me when he was heavily addicted to coke. His wax art was pretty amazing. I still have one piece. Anyways, so I think that yeah, it can it can help. But sometimes it can also be a big fucking downer. Cause you don't want to get out of bed. Or you think about all these ideas, but you're just too tired to do anything about it. At least in for me. I have all these ideas, but I'm too tired to do any of them. That's why it was easier for me to just sit here and buy a microphone and open my mouth with air coming out of it. Um, Some of my anxiety triggers. <laughs> oh, God. How much longer do I have? Okay. Lots. When I open my eyes in the morning, I feel like I'm going to fucking throw up almost like it used to be instantly like for years when Craig got sick uh, because there was so much to do in the day Uh, but now I wake up and I don't feel like I'm gonna barf right away I come downstairs and then um, the trigger for me is sometimes when uh, my daughter who has Down syndrome and she's 12 and she's awesome and I love her and she's super fun but um she does have some uh attitude and when she yells at me in the morning especially when I'm doing her hair it's I don't know why it's really hard I have to take my medication (laughs) first thing so that I stay calm not that I'm gonna hurt her just so that I don't have a other fucking well I'm not gonna have a heart attack Again, it's not a heart attack, whatever. There's a Japanese name for it. I can't think of it. Broken heart syndrome. There's only a 5 to 10% sh- per- percent chance of it happening to me again, and it's not going to happen. But, okay, so top anxiety triggers. Patricia can be one. Um, uh, well, I have post-traumatic stress disorder, or I had it. I think I still have it. I have it. I didn't see my brother die, but he jumped off a bridge in Vancouver in 2010. And the police came here to tell me about it. And... I'm just waiting for my son to go away because this is supposed to be private. Anyways, Adam died in 2010. He jumped off a bridge. I didn't think I was fucked up about any of that because I didn't see it. Like, I didn't I, I, didn't have to see him. However, one time I was watching, like, The Simpsons or something with Craig. Or some stupid show. He used to watch some really f- <laughs> crap, like, Rizzoli and Isles. I don't know. I was watching something with him and somebody jumped off a bridge and I started to shake a bit but since Craig died I uh react around I'm waiting for my son to go away okay he's gone now um and I hear an ambulance and stuff, I'm okay, but I was at work one day, and I could, somebody had a seizure, and I heard that the paramedics were coming, and I was like, oh, well, that's good. <laughs> but then when I heard the fucking beeping and all that crap, it started to make me shake, and I had to get out of the building. Uh, yeah, that's a trigger, uh, another trigger. Sometimes hearing a cane, a fucking love story, is a trigger for depression. Uh, I have to steer clear of any of that shmata right now. Um. Okay, but about my anxiety, when I do get anxious, money makes me anxious. <sighs> Being a mother makes me, me <laughs> makes me, makes me anxious. Thinking about being alone forever. I guess it makes me anxious. Um, My car isn't working right. It makes me anxious. When I have to go do some family function, when I know lots of people don't like me, that makes me anxious. What do I do? What are some of my tactics? Okay, well, if I don't want to go to work... something slips into my mind to make me think that I don't have to go to work. I'll somehow find a way to convince myself not to go to work. And now I don't do that. It's like ping-pong with my brain. Um, I have to reason with myself and tell myself that work is good for me and that I have agoraphobia and if I stay home I'm never gonna meet anybody. And Um, that's not like, aside from not meeting anybody, I need to go to work. I need to make money. I need to continue my friendships, make new friendships and be an inspiration for my kids. I need to be as healthy as I can be. Now I'm going to light up. This is another way that I help deal with my anxiety. (laughs) I felt guilty about it for years about smoking weed but I don't smoke it like I did when I was like in my 20s but I could definitely put most women to shame (laughs) except for a handful of my good girlfriends another thing that I do for relieving my anxiety is I try to fucking talk to someone like I reach out and if I can't reach out That's when I get on Facebook, and that's when I get on Instagram. I'm fucking desperate. Like, everybody's married, they're taking care of their kids, they're working, they love me, but they're not my husband or my boyfriend. And my kids, like, whatever, they're 14 and 12. So it's limited. (laughs) Uh, And I work in an office. So a lot of the time I'm in my office just talking to people on the phone. But I like my coworkers and my job is very uh, flexible with my, dare I say, disability. I said it. Uh, Oh, this is a wicked question. Where are we at? I don't know. Uh, What did I think, ugh. What did I think about doing with my life when I was growing up? Nothing. No lie. Day to day in my life when I was growing up, I think I just wanted to make it through the next day. Wanted to be thin. I remember that. She's got a nice face. Look at her teeth you're lucky you don't have a fat face um you could have been a model uh, but when I got older in high school that's when I knew comedy is something that I wanted to do but then I fell into developmental services when I was 16 and that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life I'm not really doing it anymore but I did adopt Patricia with Craig so Oh god, this one's a hard one. Who had the greatest impact on you? Um I am gonna say right now Craig. I was gonna say my Aunt Lena, but then I was like Bong Craig because I've never been so close to somebody in my life and I never trusted anybody like that and I never knew that anybody could love me like that and that love could be that. It was fucking the best. I'm not crying. I'm laughing. I was lucky. I had nothing and then I had everything. Best time. Most, he taught me how to be a better person. He wasn't flawless, but... I trusted him and when he held the mirror up to my face when i was acting like an asshole i could see what was really there and i had to change and and i did and i'm a better person because of it he taught me how to be a better person how to be more open and not to do things because uh like tradition like fuck tradition um i can do whatever i want my kids can have pink hair my son can call me Lisa and if people don't like it I don't care and that's what Craig taught me um somebody else asked me what was the greatest family memory that I have either being in Osheski or a Mansfield and I think my greatest memory isn't a memory it's an era it's hard to pinpoint one memory, um, but the era was the Allenberg era. We just moved back from Toronto, and when I lived in Toronto, I never had a bathtub or any green space. We always lived in warehouses, which was super cool, but I like gardening, and I like to smell of grass. So I was happy to leave Toronto. I missed my friends, but I was happy to leave. Anyways, Allenberg was wicked. There was like five acres behind us, and nobody was around, and (laughs) we could walk around in my backyard naked. Nobody could see us. There was horses in my backyard. And then I got pregnant there, and I had a year off with him and Jagger. That's one of the best times in my life with my family. The best time in my life before my family was when I was in Greece. Okay, uh, what is the hope for my children? Jagger. I hope that he learns to manage his anxiety, mental health, and that I help him build a good toolkit so he can deal with this shit world that I brought him into. Sometimes I feel really guilty for having him, love him, need him, want him, but uh, yikes. I don't want to get into that darkness yet. Um, Yeah, I just want him to be happy and healthy. Ideally, I'd like him to be near me when I'm older and he settles. Uh, But for sure, after university, I hope he flies and travels his face off. I hope he learns to overcome his anxiety and to work with it and work through his post-traumatic stress disorder and have a life free from violence and illness or as little illness as possible. Patricia, it's a little more complicated because she has Down syndrome. I want her to continue continue to grow and learn and eventually live with friends or peers. <clears throat> if she wants to have a boyfriend, have a boyfriend. If she wants to get married, get married. If she wants to work, she can work. If she wants to go to a workshop, she can go to a workshop. I just want Patricia to be happy and healthy um, and not forget. I don't want them to forget who their dad was. That's important to me because he was... He was a fucking good dad. He was a good dad and a good husband. Um, I think that's pretty much it for now. So that was the end of my first podcast. So I'll be back next week um, to talk more.
2: Something that you won't show.